Hello and welcome to Accent of Women, a show by and about women from diverse cultures and languages right across the world. I'm Giselle Hanna. On January 23, the US government sponsored a political coup in Venezuela, with right-wing politician Juan Guaido's self-swearing in as interim president. This was a stunt worked out in advance with the Trump administration. Washington immediately recognised Guaido, who is an operative of the extreme-right, US-funded Voluntad Popular Party. He had been suddenly elevated to the presidency of the opposition-controlled National Assembly on the eve of the coup. The Trump administration, at the same time, declared the Maduro government illegitimate. As you can imagine, the situation is developing quickly in Venezuela, with imperialist countries circling to side with Guaido to further exploit the natural resources of the country in the context of economic and political unrest. Accent of Women is not a news service, so we can't provide you with up-to-date information about what's happening. However, today's program offers some analysis of the background and context for this parliamentary and political coup. Joining me on the show today is Eulalia Reyes de Whitney. She's the co-convener of the Australia-Venezuela Solidarity Network. It's an organisation working towards solidarity with Venezuela since the Bolivarian Revolution. Here is Eulalia. In the case of uh, the Venezuelan opposition, Juan Guaido, he was named or nominated as uh, the, the president of the National Assembly in Venezuela, which is an assembly uh, uh, in which the opposition to the government in Venezuela, to the to the elected government in Venezuela. Uh, but uh, the situation of this uh, parliament in Venezuela, this uh, National Assembly, is that uh, the reality is that it, they are incompetent since the real beginning, which this is in 2016, uh, because of the fraudulent uh, situation that took place when the, the assembly was, was elected. And this is a point that no one outside of the country, and even inside now, they wanted to mention. Juan Guaido, he declared himself, he also declared himself as the president of Venezuela, uh, in an act which is uh, totally unconditional and totally illegal. Um, so <laughs> that's, that's to say that this is a situation inside of the country that uh, that person is provoking and is not going to lead to any, any good results. So the arguments that are being made by Juan Guado and his party um, mm. is that last year's election that saw, well, the re-election of Maduro mm. itself was fraudulent, that there was electoral fraud at that time. How do you understand last year's election? 
this is a tradition in the opposition uh, that uh, is being in Venezuela for all the time uh, against the constitution and uh, democratic elected government over there. Even before the, the election took place, they were already uh, saying that they were not recognizing and therefore they were not participating in the election. In Venezuela, the election, the, that process, is not compulsory. And it's not compulsory for, for people, as it's not compulsory for you that wants to, to represent. So what means is that uh, the opposition, they took the chance, they did not go onto election. At the beginning, it was, if, if, if I can go a bit more to, to try to explain the situation, uh, Venezuela, yes, is being... It, in turmoil from almost from the beginning of the revolutionary government and is being even worse since the, the election of Nicolás Maduro taking place after Hugo Chávez died. And then, and then saying that almost every election that is being going on in the in the last two years it's like a, it's a common thing to say we don't want elections uh, because we're not going to recognize them and that's it and then and then in in the crisis in which venezuela is now uh, it happens that today the opposition was calling for elections into the uh, to the government and uh, the call for that was very violent, you know. So then when the electoral year for the, pre for the presidency was 2018, and uh, as normal in the Constitution, that was the year to be uh, the elections to be called, and that is what happened. But it happened in, in that context. So mm. if we look at Guado's party, Voluntad Popular, this, mm -hmm. this right-wing party is funded by the USAID. I mean, already exactly. we have external or foreign intervention in the Venezuelan electoral or government process. It's also funded by another organisation called the National Endowment for Democracy, another US government-funded organisation. Why? So my question for you is, what is this uh, foreign interest in the Venezuelan process? They are supporting, which they call is a, a interim president of the country. And, uh, uh, and the reason there is because of the riches of the country. Venezuela is the, the country with uh, the biggest uh, oil reserve in the world, approved. And uh, then it's got uh, also the third biggest reserve of gold, and uh, it's coming on to be the first reserve. And it's, it's got 
you know, we say that we have natural resources and the, in the oil and the minerals, and then the water is, is a big reserve that everybody wants to, to take a hand of this. And so this is a coup, is a coup, yes, supported and orchestrated playing from outside of the country. So what, what Guaido is uh, right now being an element of uh, the, the United States of America, which uh, have decided in an open, without hiding anymore, that they are coming for Venezuela. They... they you know, preview to to these days, to this day in which uh, Guaido proclaimed or auto-proclaimed himself in a in a public place in the country. That that doesn't happen. No one in any any place place of the world will say I I am the president. He is just a puppet. What we seeing, what we seeing here is that there is a huge amount of money flooding inside of the country into that opposition in Venezuela to make viable this coup, because is, we have to call it as it is. It's not, it's not anymore uh, an struggle between uh, people and uh, I know people that doesn't want to live in, in in a country that have a lot of problems. I mean, you have mentioned some issues of democracy in Venezuela. Now, I think we can hold two things at the same time. One is we don't have to support the coup. And we recognise that the coup is actually about imperialist intervention for the purpose of stealing Venezuela's oil and other natural resources. At the same time, we can recognise that there is a problem of democracy in Venezuela under Maduro's presidency. So, um, you know, I want to ask you, one of the justifications for the coup is that people are characterising Venezuela as a failed state. So they're referencing the level of poverty, the level of starvation, um, the level of crime, the fact that people are, the refugees are leaving to go to Colombia and Peru and Brazil, and then the middle-class Venezuelans are going to the United States and Australia. You are talking about, yes, people... People are uh, characterizing Venezuela uh, or the government as a failed state. This is because of the problems inside the country right now. You're talking about, yes, the hunger, and uh, you're taking the, talking about the illnesses, and you're talking about the migration. Well, again, this, uh, calling... Calling Nicolás Maduro, I, I do respond to you that, first of all, okay, yes, there is a coup, and uh, the reason and the justification, okay, this is, this is the thing, justification of the coup, we say what is said 
around and everybody repeats this everywhere, okay, is that uh, there is a missing of democracy, that Venezuela is called a failed state, that uh, we're talking about uh, Maduro, Maduro's regime and uh, Maduro is a dictator. So this is, this is the lie that uh, is being repeated all the time. When you say a lie once and you repeat it and you echo it, that is going to happen. All of this repeated against a, a government that is working for the people. Right? So I do not really uh, agree, agree with this. I do not accept that because uh, I, that's not to say that I won't recognize the, the problems in the country. They are really bad. The, the country is true. It's like it's, it's on, on the knees of all of the problems. The, the crisis is big, but this from the beginning is said that it's being and provoked crisis. It's a plan. It's been a plan all over. For many Venezuelans, they understand what's happening there. And on community radio stations right across Australia, you're listening to Accent of Women. The US Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo, issued an ultimatum to the Venezuelan government demanding that it throw open its borders to a US-orchestrated scheme to deliver humanitarian aid. Washington's aim is either to provoke a fissure within the country's armed forces or set the stage for a US-led military intervention. The sudden concern for the starving people of Venezuela comes from a US government that has systematically worked to strangle the Venezuelan economy, imposing a financial blockade in August 2017 and an oil embargo in the last two weeks. The embargo aims to block all sales to and from the state-owned energy company PDVSA, threatening the country with the loss of its main source of foreign exchange and its ability to import food and medicine. Guado and the Venezuelan right, working in close collaboration with the CIA and the State Department, have launched a noisy public campaign over the aid promised by Washington, which is $20 million, Canada, which is $40 million, and the European Union, which is $5 million demanding the opening of a humanitarian corridor and declaring that supplies are on the verge of arriving at the Colombian border and must be brought into Venezuela under the right-wing opposition's control without hindrance. Washington's intention is unmistakable. It seeks to starve the Venezuelan population into submission, render the country ungovernable and carry through a regime change operation to install a right-wing puppet government. Back to Eulalia Reyes de Whitney. She's my guest on today's program. Now we are in a situation in which the country is in the brink of collapse because 
they do not have food, they do not have medicine, okay? But it's being boycotted. There is a boycott in, in the country. And that's coming from a huge amount of sanctions that were taken from the United States. And again, it's not in the last weeks, it's uh, since Maduro took the first um, mandate in the country after the, the death of uh, Hugo Chavez. We had the country has been living under sanctions, which every time they they are stronger and stronger, and, uh, and so the capitulation, the, the big thing of those sanctions came even from the 2015 when uh, Obama put that uh, uh, a decree saying how Venezuela was a menace to the United States. Therefore, and that was something uh, that they made legal for them, a law to be able to put all the sanctions in the country. And the reality of uh, this state being, uh, 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 this country being the state in which it is now, is the consequences of the sanctions. They cannot have all of, all of the, the connection, the exports that the country is trying to to live through, but they are blocked. There is a blockade to bring food into the country, even if, even if the country has paid for, for these products to come inside. There is a blockade to bring medicine into the country, even if the country tried, managed to try to find ways of bringing this, the, 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 the country is being blockaded, then there is that other problem, which is uh, the migration, and everybody will call. We, we have seen all of these organizations discussing the problem of Venezuela with so much fear of what Venezuela is doing now, how, how they are going outside and producing, you know, is, is a defect of bringing all of the problems outside because uh, it's true, you, you have, uh, you have uh, a migration of people from one place uh, all of a sudden. Yes, we have to recognize that that could be a problem. But, but then they the problem comes to say that uh, migra migrants have gone outside of the country and that they are uh, undermining the life of the, the neighbor's country, okay? But uh, this is an economical migration. This is not because uh, they can they the, the Maduro regime is so dictatorial that it's taking and they have to, to run away from that regime. It's a migration, economical migration that is happening now, and the, the 
causes of the migration is, as I'm just telling you, because there are uh, economical sanctions in the country that every day, every day, they go uh, stronger and harder and that to, to the level that you can't really think there is a, there is a, a worsening of the situation and the, the thing is, is there, yes, is there. So that's, I, see, I see it that way, okay? Uh, when, when, when we see what is the origin of, of the sadness, because it's, it's very sad to see a people suffering, it's very sad, uh, then at the same time, there is a, that, that is a very important point that te- I, I wanted to tell you, okay, that uh, to demonstrate that uh, this problem comes from the sanctions against the country, okay, but at the same time, the country inside, uh, it doesn't stop really functioning. The, the, the government of Nicolás Maduro is functioning how, how, with restrictions, but is doing it. How can, how can a government um, that is under so much pressure have every week, every week the, there is that incredible mission, which is, uh, is uh, the housing mission in Venezuela, and uh, I'm amazed to see how every week, there is a day in the week that uh, they uh, give uh, houses to people that are in need of the house, uh, and that this is to very low, very low payments for people that can't pay, or otherwise, if you are under a really big crisis and you do not have your situation, you are in the category of the poor in the country, you need the house and you have the house uh, built by, by, the, by that revolution. So uh, they're doing, they're trying to do to keep the, the country running. And, but this is a reality that no one knows. So, yes, outside is, is wrong. It's, it's, it's a wrong situation. Therefore, he's got to go. And that, that's, that's the justification. It's bad. It's bad. Um, there is uh, uh, people have to leave the country. And in the subject, in that subject of migration, I also like to to tell you, okay, uh, they saying there are, one will say two million, the other says three, four, and uh, it doesn't matter, it's, the, the quantity will come from whoever voice is denouncing the, the, the regime, as they call of Maduro. But the reality is that Venezuela has been a country that has always have migrants inside. They're coming. And, uh, 
And uh, the population of Colombian migrants inside of Venezuela right now still uh, uh, is speaking for between the five to the six million. No one talks about that, but the government of Colombia say we, we cannot go any longer with, uh, with the situation of Venezuela. Therefore, yes, we need to, to, change, to change the government and restore the situation. They are due to the problem in Colombia that is, is an establishment of violence all the time. Uh, the number is so elevated, but they and, and they they enjoy the same benefits of what any Venezuelan have. At the moment, we have to 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 just wait and pray that uh, we will continue and uh, and that the the situation be taken again, uh, uh, you know, the way that it should be. And that was Eulalia Reis de Whitney, co-convener of the Australian Venezuelan Solidarity Network. That's an organisation working towards solidarity with Venezuela since the Bolivarian Revolution. And that's all we have time for on today's program of Accent of Women. Accent of Women is produced in the Melbourne studios of Community Radio 3CR with the financial assistance of the Community Broadcasting Foundation. The show is distributed nationally via the Community Radio Network with special thanks to the Community Broadcasting Association of Australia. If you want to get in touch with the producers of the show, you can write to us at accentofwomen at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter or like our page on Facebook. If you want to hear this show again or any of our previous programs, you can download the podcast from 3CR's website. That's 3cr.org.au. Go to the Accent of Women page and follow the links to this week's show. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Giselle Hanna and I look forward to your company again next week.